everybody. Welcome to Conversations Amongst Friends. Life, everything and the universe. I, my name is Anya Cahill and I am a health and wellness enthusiast. And with me today we have Hazel Adley and Cesar. So welcome everybody. And the topic that we decided possibly that we could cover today is music. Yeah. And my my inspiration for that was my husband um treated me to a surprise at the weekend where we went to a concert in dublin and we've seen david gray and it was just amazing and it really brought me into that moment of how powerful music is and atmosphere and just the magic of artistry and we'll delve into it a little bit more but yeah so and we have a music queen in the building <laughs> That's such a funny title. Hi everyone, Hazel here, um, life coach, energy mentor, um, helping people transform their their shit into awesomeness. I'm working on new new um, new descriptions for what I do. Um, working title is bullshit slayer. Um, <laughs> you know, I'll let you know as that evolves. I'm getting a bit bored of um, life coach and energy mentor. Um, yeah, um, music queen. I, I could I could adopt that as well. I like that. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> yeah, definitely you could adopt that. <laughs> Bullshit Slayer and Music Queen. <laughs> That's very catchy. What do you do, Cesar? <laughs> <laughs> I'm Cesar Zunyan and I'm a fitness and energy coach. Um, creating fearless warriors. That's what I do. <laughs> fearless warriors. That and the so world cool. needs so many more of those, don't they? Yeah. I've got my, um, which is actually not mine, it's my house's Wonder Woman cup, which <laughs> anybody watching on YouTube can see, which matches Cesar's poster. Yeah, it does. Her. So, you know, drinking up the, the fierce, fiercely feminine kind of power Energy. today. Yeah. 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 And <laughs> do you feel more feminine and more warrior-like when you're drinking under that cup? <laughs> I'm, I'm embodying it every, with every sip. It's infusing in every cell of my being. Oh my gosh! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, topic. Um, so yeah. Um, so Anya, you you messaged us on the weekend with these like, mm. oh my god, guess where I am? Guess and where I am? How exciting! Do you want to share with us like what? So your experience was yeah well normally we see a lot of your videos or uh posts on facebook as well because you're always like in amsterdam or america or wherever she's flying up jetting up to see her favorite band pearl jam and the weekend um yeah i was told about a week beforehand just to keep saturday the fifth or sixth whichever free and which I did and we had something to do with the kids that morning and then the afternoon I came back to the house and um there was emails sent to me and I opened the emails I'm so excited it was like a date with me so it was myself and my husband we've two kids seven and eight and as any parent knows or as life for most people whether you're a parent or not is busy and is full on and to make time for oneself as well as a partner when you're in a relationship is really really important and it is something to be honest that we have neglected for a while because life just rolls on so it was magical because we haven't had a night out in a oh, long time <laughs> many 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 months 
Um, so I sort of thought we were, and it was a lovely day. It was actually really warm because we'd been, interestingly, we'd been in the city. Um, we live outside Dublin and we'd been in the city that morning um, with Tomas and then we uh, were going back in that evening again, which is very unusual for us, twice in one day. And it was really lovely. So I sort of thought, oh, we'd go in, we'd probably have a straw, maybe a coffee or a drink somewhere, maybe a bite to eat. So <laughs> I was saying to him, like, what, you know, what do I wear and all and blah, blah, blah. So it was sort of like casual and relaxed, but it was lovely. We drove into the Docklands and had a walk around and a bite to eat in Italian. And he surprised me with tickets to David Gray concert in the Borgosh Theatre, which was just, and it's such a beautiful, they've actually really revamped the Docklands in Dublin. And it was just so lovely, warm sunshine, walking around. It really brought us back about 10, 15 years when we were dating because, you know, those moments are sacred. They really are. And I think like everything, in, if, if you're very, very mindful and if you practice gratitude a lot of the time, you'd be in the moment a lot more. And it's something that I'm definitely implementing much more of in my life. But when I reflect back to, you know, those early days where, you know, you could do what you want, when you wanted, every weekend, during the week, whereas now when we've got kids and we're family, the dynamics have changed somewhat. So for me, it was, as well as the music, the music topped it off. Oh my goodness. But it was a mixture of a lot of things. It was that me time, that couple time um, embracing just the being together, the strolling, the chats, the weather, the city, because it was just so beautiful. Um, a lovely meal in a restaurant on a Saturday night in Dublin City. You know, there was so much, but then to get in to the theatre, because we've been to David Gray a couple of times. I wouldn't say I'm an avid fan, but I really enjoy, I really enjoy his concerts. So this was our third concert, and it was just mind-blowing. It was really started because he's, he's just released a new album and um, so a lot of the music was new and I, I didn't know any of the songs so we introduced it that way um, and then all of his old tracks and it was just amazing it was just amazing to see we were in early so we've seen the setup on stage and the actual the artwork of a performance you know all the behind stage as but the music itself which was getting back to your question <laughs> it was just I couldn't believe it like I just felt so alive I was singing my heart out the music just exhilarated I suppose it just elevated my energy I felt a connection to my soul on a deep level and I'd say his you'll probably talk more about this but you know I I do enjoy music, but I don't, I don't listen to music an awful lot. And to be honest, even when we're in the car with the kids, we don't, well, they, they would like the radio on more, but I tend to chat to them. So it's very seldom where I have music in my life. And I just realized the power of it. And it was just magic. It was really magic just to have that feeling. I could feel, um, as I said, I could just feel it in my body. It was as if that vibration of the music was actually having an effect on my body and I'm sure you can probably share so many other experiences but there was so for me there was so much in it because it was like the me time the couple time allowing yourself to do something that is fun and different than the norm and um, but it was just it was nearly it was nearly experience we're like oh my god I just want to be I didn't want to leave we were the last out of the theatre I just didn't want to leave I was like I wanted to hold on to every moment of the essence of it all wow so long-winded answer. <laughs> wow. That's, yeah, when you described it in your message and you said, um, 
you got shiv okay i'm gonna quote you sorry for this but you said, uh, you got shivers and goosebumps um multiple times during the show and it was like it was like being entranced you know and meditative um but electric yeah. and i think that's like what you just described and it's like it was just like i got goosebumps reading it because not many people that i know share about music in that way and it's it's just like wow yeah you've, you've had one of those yeah. where it's just like oh, oh. <laughs> like, it's almost like a musical orgasm but not quite the same but kind of <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> so no topic is taboo on this podcast we we'll probably talk about poo and periods and orgasms at some point but hey <laughs> you got that to come maybe <laughs> just you know to sell the whole thing um, but yeah so it's like you know you're, you're having this like energy experience mm. You didn't expect, but lifts you in a way, and and you just got to ride it out because it, it is what it is, right? <laughs> and the, what what I find interesting because I, I, I maybe about halfway through, I find myself getting quite sleepy, and I don't know if that was because I was sitting. It was the sitting performance, but we or the the even more. It, it was as if the universe just delivered exactly everything we needed. At that, we got second row from the front, midline stage seats, and the thing was. Um, Whenever, I think around Christmas time, they knew that the concert was being released and he'd looked for tickets and they were gone. He had forgotten about the day that they were being released and hadn't got them. So this, he actually got these from a lady who couldn't make the performance. So it was only a few days before this show, but they were mid-row. So I was like, <laughs> I just, like, it was nearly sort of like, a, I can't believe this. Even though I was like, I can't believe it. <laughs> but yeah, so we literally, to be so close to the stage, I've never been as close to the stage. But I got, I got quite sleepy during it. And I sort of said to him, and as well, I got shivers several times, like about 15 to 20 times, like full body <sighs> shivers, where I just knew that I was in the right moment and I was really embodying it. I was really just the most in flow with my energy, with life, just everything just felt so good. Well, and I know it was a combination of things, but definitely the power of the music and just watching their artistry. On the, on the instruments, as well as the voice. And it was just every part of it, I just loved it. And yeah. Wow, and I think there's something about when you're in a live experience, it brings you into the now so utterly. Mm. Um, not always though, to be fair, I've carried my shit into lots of concerts and not been as present. But when I've managed to lose myself in that moment, it it transcends you in a way um, that a lot of, that you don't get in many ways because somebody else is leading the experience and they've planned a journey for you and a good, um, a good entertainer will um, take you on a very special journey because the part of the artistry is working out the ebbs and flows and peaks and troughs of um, the pacing, the spirit mm -hmm. of the show, the vibe, um, so that by the end of it, in theory, depending on the band, that you'll have like a, a euphoric uplift um, from riding that wave. Um, yeah, that's what I expect from a concert anyway. <laughs> I've just got shivers if you, if you said that. <laughs> a little bit about my experience. I could talk a lot, so I'll try and keep it brief. But um, So for those who don't know, my favourite hobby is following Pearl Jam on tour. Um, I'm going to as many shows as I can because one of the reasons is well, there's a few things you've mentioned that you touched upon. Um, 
I was thinking about this the other day that when I was a teenager and I knew nothing about energy, I was thinking about Pearl Jam and the way they impact on me because the very first time I heard them, some on it was on the Jules, um, so the John Peel show one night, late night, lying in bed, and something in me clicked. It just a switch went on, and it was like it was like falling in love. It was just like something in me went vroom. This thing is mine. This thing is me. This thing is. It's it's just in tune with me so utterly like it was always meant to click in together. Um, I remember thinking, what is this thing? And I worked out that the vibration of the music, of their music, was a match for my vibration. And I didn't know anything about energy and vibrations at the time, but that was what I believed. And that's what I still believe. So it it's not just Pearl Jam that I'll have that sort of experience with, but it will more likely happen with that band because they're the right band for me um so i've been listening to alt j i think that's how you say it alt j alt j um on the weekends they're some of their older stuff and new stuff and that's been getting under my skin and speaking to me in ways that make my heart flutter and um, get goosebumps and it's still like the music's playing inside my body it's like i'm dancing on the inside still as it's playing um so it's different bands at different times but the other thing i wanted to touch upon was um so the other reason why I go to the show is other than them being a complete vibrational match and I'm like almost like energetically married to that band, to Pearl Jam. Um, when I'm at the shows, I, how do I express it without sounding like a complete loony? Um, <laughs> I guess on a spiritual level, the spiritual part of me that I allowed to start unfolding maybe five, five or so years ago or consciously unfolding, that part of me sometimes just springs to life at the concerts and I'll get connected spiritually in a way that I might not as often in normal life and if I, I've been at a concert upset and I've had um, because I brought my shit in with me and I've had um, my spiritual resources for want of a better word come in and boost me and provide me with comfort I've had downloads of insight into actions that I, sh I should take, the initiatives for actions that I'm being encouraged to take. The insight has landed mid-show. Um, I know that my, my spiritual mentors, guides, angels, whatever you think they are, source, they really like the music as well. <laughs> so, you know, like it just, it all kind of comes together. And in, in the shows, I found that I've bodied feelings and um emotions more than what i have done in normal life so it's a work in progress for me and it's getting better but the show i went to in new york the first one um where i'd manifested it through like i think 23 different people had paid for me to go which was a mad manifesting journey um but that one i can't remember what song it was but they played this song oh maybe it was chloe dancer which is a cover and it was like my chest I kind of imploded or exploded with joy and it was this giant big warm bubble that just went boof and it filled me up with warm joy in my chest and I'm like oh wow I don't I don't think I've had that before that's wow <laughs> that's something um and so I've had and I've had loads of those moments in different ways I've been euphoria to being thrilled um to feeling like grief um so another example is that when I followed them up the west coast of the USA, this was my like coming of age tour for me. And I was in my 30s, but still it was my coming of age tour. It was my year after my big breakup. It was 
I was still very broken, um, for want of a better word. Um, and I didn't know that I was going to cry multiple times at every single show. <laughs> that was not my plan. Um, that hadn't happened before, um, other than maybe the first show. Um, and, but some songs just triggered healing. And that healing needed to be crying. It needed to come out. And I got angry and I danced angrily and I sang angrily. I got mournful, um, really sad. And that all kind of through the journey. And then the next song would kick in. It'd be like, bam, right back into lovingness. Um, Even now, one of the songs still gets me um, and triggers kind of deep healing. So yeah, I have a whole array of experiences within a show from spiritual to healing, um, to love, to joy, to camaraderie. So, 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 so much. And that for me is worth paying to travel the world. <laughs> that I would do just about anything. I would sacrifice just about anything to have those experiences because they grow me, they evolve me, and they show me what life and living at the pinnacles can be like, which sets the bar for normal life um, to aim for, to know, right, that's how much I can expand and feel the expansion mm-hmm. of my energy. Mm-hmm. And I want to feel that spectrum and that, yeah, I want to feel that. So it gives me, it gives me marker points. Yeah, I've just had a thought that you could um, create a group or a, a world tour of healing through music. Because <laughs> yeah. you described it so well. Yes, like for me, it was, yeah, I got out to a concert at the weekend. I felt really good. <laughs> and and it has given me that desire because, yeah, in that moment, I felt so good, so at peace, so connected. Connect nearly like the artist was singing just for me. And I suppose we all like, well, we all know sometimes we don't, but generally. If you're feeling really crap and you put on a nice song, a really vibrant song, or we've often, I'm sure, put on a sad love song that we can just cry. <laughs> Brings me back to my teenage years. But like we know that if we put on a music, a music, a song, music, something that elevates us. And like I have danced around my sitting room when the kids have been away for the day, and like that, cried to a song and went, oh my God, what is this? But just went with it. But like really healing and feel so good after it you know so it has that i think most people would have that awareness but for me i w- i wonder what what is going on like it's an energetic level but i also feel as if there's a connection whether it's with the words of the song or the meaning of the song or somehow there's a connection that you're probably unconsciously aware of so you know? i have a little theory <laughs> just a little one um about I believe that artists channel spirit. So when you're in your creative zone, your zone of genius or whatever you want to call it, like when you're in that zone, it's almost like, I don't believe artists, well, no, hold on, has several ways of thinking of this. So yes, artists have processes. So they show up and they do their process and do their process and do their process, mm. which is a way of showing up. But the genius comes in outside when it, whenever it deems to come in and it goes through you as an artist. It goes through you and out through your, your method. Um, so you need to show up for that genius to come through. Um, but I, I believe that um, 
artists are channeling something something bigger than them and maybe it fuses with them but it's something bigger and broader and so when you're having um, an experience with a live artist even a recorded actually it's still channeling those same pieces that are gonna match the pieces in you that are a vibrational match to heal or to lift or like it's like they're coded and they're gonna come and give you that when you're ready the, the like the multiple strands of coding in a piece of music the bit you're requiring will reach you when you're ready that actually does make so much sense but i've never thought of it that way before <laughs> because when you think what although i'm sure there is artists that do performances and they may not be child channeling and they may not be in their most vibrant aligned energetic state as we would understand it and then performance probably don't have the impact that they would like them to have possibly like would you say that that works both ways and not all arts or do you feel because I, think if you, I suppose there's all different sorts of music isn't there and not two ways i think of looking at it so this is all like thinking out loud and working it out but um I think with music, there's the piece of music that's kind of the, the structure of it's already been created. And then there's the performing of the piece. Mm -hmm. Because the, as a live artist, they'll have choices about how they communicate. Like any singer, any musician has a choice about how they communicate in that moment and how much they let themselves surrender to what is coming through them so that's why i love pearl jam <laughs> because eddie is so soulful eddie is so tuned in to his own he, he tells stories he does he does political stories he is so tuned in to what he wants to get across as the communicator um but also mike the guitarist lead guitarist in one of my favorite songs black like i was re-listening to one from padova 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 last year and it was like it's a seven or eight minutes long it was 11 minutes long and mike's guitarist it is like and Cesar, you might have seen this when we were in amsterdam like and i don't know if you remember the song because it was like you were new to the band but mike just kind of it was like it was demonic in a really good way like he was just overtaken by this thing this energy and it channels through him and he's just off on one with this guitar that isn't following the rules of the original structure of the song it's channeling his spirit the spirit of something else and that is what takes us on the journey um and it's like um when they ad lib when um, bands musicians ad lib i can't remember what the musical terminology when the whole band does it um but it's like that's what i love is that in that moment there's a communication that needs to happen for the people that are in the room and then as the recording, you get that as a secondary bonus. Um, so it's a bit like um, a lot of people, guru type people that I watch, they'll channel their downloads live. And mm -hmm. even watching the recording, you'll get the message that was intended for you that way. And I, yeah. So I think there's something about the original piece of music and the magic in that. Um, so a quick one. <laughs> Sorry, Cesar, you haven't even got to speak. No. But a quick one that I'll tell you, because this came up in a message I got following intuition still, I got an intuition to message a friend. And it's funny, the next day he sent me, two, he commented on two of my posts. And so I messaged him and we were talking about this band as we do. And he we was talking about the meanings of songs changing and Pearl Jam's song Alive was written. I don't know the means of all the songs, by the way. I'm not really as nerdy as I sound, but um, 
<laughs> Alive was written about a young man whose mother told him that the man he thought was his father actually wasn't. And that on top of that, the man, and this is as a teenager, and the man who actually was his father had passed away like a year or two before. And so I watched the singer talking about this last night and he actually kind of really understood how this guy felt because it, it kind of was him that he was like talking about. And he wrote the chorus. So he talked about how this conversation turned out and he talked about how this was a curse because um, he'd been given this information and what does he do with this? This person who he believed his dad wasn't, the person that was his dad, he now had no chance of getting to know. He'd only seen him once and didn't know it was his dad. So, and he felt like he was cursed. And the chorus is, I'm still alive. And that repeats over and over, I'm still alive. Mm -hmm. And he felt like this is a curse because I'm still alive and I have to deal with this, this energy, this thing in me, this, how to process this. And he was saying that he didn't know himself that well at the time. And so he had to sort of deal with this as someone that didn't know himself, had to deal with this sort of, this challenge mentally, emotionally. Um, and so that's what the song was. So the chorus was like, and kind of angry in a way like it's like I'm cursed well over 20 plus 25 six seven years he said that the audience have changed the meaning of the song um, so what happened over the years was as they were singing I'm still alive it became a rallying chant it became a celebration it became an uplifting yeah I'm still alive and it became, for me, that happened. It started to represent no matter what shit I've gone through, no matter what challenges I've had, I'm still here. I'm still fucking alive. Mm -hmm. that just, it's so powerful when everyone's like, yeah, and everyone's singing it. And it's like, yeah, we're all still alive. Um, and that's such a beautiful celebration to have in a whole arena full of people. Um, so even a song, how it's originally transmuted, has the potential to grow and change into something yes. so much more powerful. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I wonder on some level, was the learning and the writing of the song, but it wouldn't be realized until later on? Yeah. I think sometimes things happen and we say things and it's like, oh, I don't know what that means, but sometimes maybe you'll look back and go, oh, right. I like that, yeah. Mm. If we think the coding comes from an outside yeah. divine source mm. or inspired source or a, as um, one of my mentors calls, a super consciousness. So we've got our level of consciousness in our kind of aligned realm. But there's a super consciousness beyond us. And if it's coming from that, then yeah, there's all sorts of divine wisdom that's put into everything and time gets collapsed. So how it kind of, transmutes is just the, I don't get it all yet but yeah it, it is what it is it does things over time yeah. what do you think I, I forgot Cesar, that you were actually on tour with this wonderful lady I went to <laughs> one song in Amsterdam one one concert yeah and how was that that was it was good actually I'd never really heard any of their songs before so <laughs> you're brave, I was brave. <laughs> but um it just felt like it just felt like the right thing to do to go and it was it was good actually i didn't enjoy it um so yeah it was good um i was just thinking about the whole concert like going to going to her music like live music and experiencing that because i don't i've not experienced that but i have if i'm alone listening to my music 
I don't, I can't imagine me having that kind of experience when there's a whole room of other people. <laughs> I think it's more of a personal by myself. <laughs> I, I think, um, I think the thing that I, you've been with me at a concert, I don't know if you noticed that I just dance continuously. Like, um, I've become really known at the cover band shows for like being the one that jumps about like a loony in the slow songs. Yeah. <laughs> one of the slow songs came on at one of the last shows a couple of weeks ago and the singer pointed at me as soon as the guitar started because he knew that I'd be getting overexcited and jumping about. And so, oh, dog barking, that doesn't happen normally. And so I guess what I'm saying is that I embody the music. So I, do you know what? I just think screw everybody else. This is my experience. Yeah. <laughs> and the, the expression, dance as if nobody's watching, it's powerful. Yeah, yeah, no, I don't quite do that because when I do that at home, that's really expressive. Yeah. <laughs> but like, wouldn't it be very liberating to actually do it, dance as if nobody's watching in a room full of people and just not care what other people think? That's what I'm working towards. Yeah. And that actually was one of the lines of a song on Saturday night. And I was like, because even in the seat, I was like giving them socks. I was like, you know, and most people were maybe bopping their head a little bit or nothing. But I was just like, this is my experience. And I'd love to have just jumped up and started dancing. Yeah. So it would be really cool to actually just go, do you know what? Fuck it. Just do it. <laughs> I've done like no one's watching in a club before. Yeah. Mm. I don't know if I've been to like a gig where I've been like, I don't know, I'm just thinking back. Like I used to love the Backstreet Boys when I was a teenager. Yeah. So I was dancing the whole way through that, but I don't mm. remember having that massive experience. Because most people, well, not most people, but a lot of people, they might like dancing, but they may not actually fully connect into themselves and into their soul and really go for it as if nobody was watching because we are conscious of the group of people we're with or, you know, of what other people think. And most, I know quite a few people are like, oh no, oh, no, I'm not dancing yet. It's too early in the night. They want a few more drinks before they actually can embrace the dance floor, which to me is just, it's crazy. I'm just, yeah. yeah. I don't drink any of these shows. Yeah. Really. Yeah. No, you don't need it. No. <laughs> um, but again, I suppose it's a journey. It's a self-discovery journey, isn't it? And that's sort of going within and what feels right too. Yeah. I think it's evolved with my self-worth journey. Um, and that's still so much a work in progress. But as I've become more, more confident within me, as I've shared a lot of the layers of stuff that has weighted me down emotionally and mentally and energetically, I have gradually and gradually risen up into a version of myself who allows myself to enjoy the moment. Um, I think that's always been part of my personality, though. So it says that it might just be like, either the, the concerts you've been to or the music you've been to hasn't inspired you as much. Um, or it could just be that, like, it's not your thing as well. Yeah. Like, for me, dancing and singing is so totally my, my happy place. I like dancing. That's not a problem. Um, but I'm just thinking, when you were describing how it made you feel, that's the feeling I get when I'm driving. Where I have my music on loud and I'm like, yeah, I'm dancing and I'm driving at the same time. <laughs> we should think one of these as, like, a driving one. Like a driving podcast, sorry. <laughs> so I think... When we're driving. Yeah, like a um, James Corden style, but we're not in our cars. Yeah, that would be so cool. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was really <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> but I, I get you because when I'm in the car, I um, it's probably the one place where I can sing at my loudest and at my heartiest. And I think I, I've got some pretty good seated dance moves, um, <laughs> especially like one-handed ones with the steering wheel. <laughs> so those who can't see, so demo, demo. <laughs> I've been at traffic lights and have people pointing and laughing at me because like being so expressive. Um, but that's happened at my sister's wedding as well, um, like with my dancing. So it just happens to me. <laughs> but you know, I think, and as long as you're okay with you, then it doesn't matter what anybody else thinks. Yeah. Well, the, the, cover band, the cover man said to me that, like, um, I oh, what was it? One of them said to me they've never seen someone enjoy a show quite as much as me. <laughs> which was lovely and at the last one uh, one of the band members said to me that he loves seeing me in the audience because I enjoy it so much so you know that you're kind of it's a two-way exchange yeah yes. well that's really interesting because I actually had thought that as they're going through the performance surely they're engaging with the crowd you know there's so many skills and probably automatic things that they do in order to have the music at the right pitch I, I really don't know anything about playing music <laughs> But also then to engage the audience and to sort of go with the flow and to raise the vibration when they need to. And yeah, mm -hmm. and I'm sure they, any band or, because I've often heard like even the most respected speakers, they say that they are so nervous and their stomach feels sick and they have that adrenaline rush, which is a good thing before they go on stage. So we might be in awe of this one person or this band and think, oh my God, you know, you're like God to me or you're like, the, you're like whatever, the best thing ever. Um, but at the same time, they're human and I'm sure they do feel that when they get on stage. So it's lovely to see somebody enjoy their music and embrace it and embody it. Yeah, and yeah. I see that, um, can you imagine being a singer, especially a singer because they, they command most of the attention and having hundreds <laughs> of thousands of people all projecting their energy at you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, as a public speaker, I find that it can sometimes be unnerving having a whole room watching, especially because some people look bored, some people look distracted, and actually they're the ones that are probably really listening, but <laughs> you just don't really know. And some people look like they're disagreeing, but that's just their concentrating face. Mm. Um, but imagine the energy of all those people and your, what you're doing is directly impacting them. And oh, like I've seen um, a whole, a, whole a, lot, a lot of the audience booing the singer in Pearl Jam because he will stand up for his political views no matter what. He will say what he thinks. And he, America's very split um, between left and right kind of thing. Um, and he will honor his his views he sees art as a platform for as amazing um platform for peacefully sharing political views mm -hmm. um i have huge respect for that but to be able to stand there and have your audience turn on you and boo you and it's just so it's like gives me shivers thinking about how he just handles that and just goes I don't care. Mm. I'm getting my message out. I don't care. I think that's really like role model material for me. Mm. Yeah, that's pretty amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Any other insights on the music scene or anything else in life? 
<laughs> like the universe and everything. Like the universe and everything. <laughs> I think we've touched on quite a few things, the impact of the universe on the musical artists and that. And it is, it's, it's a really good, because we've all got gifts to share, whether we know them or not, whether we've uncovered them or not. And I suppose an artist is somebody that's playing music and that is writing music and has created albums and are touring and holding shows and gigs. They are sharing their gift in a way, whether they're aware of it consciously, energetically or not. They're doing something that they love and they have a following. I'm sure every, everyone has different meanings for doing it. But when you said that about um, the Pearl Jam guy being able to share his message, um, in the movie A Star Is Born, I just, oh my goodness, I oh, love that movie. And it really struck a chord with me. And if I'm not feeling so good, or I just feel like I want, I put, I put like the, the my on and I listen to it and it, it just elevates my soul. But in that, there's a point where, where um, Bradley Cooper says to Lady Gaga, um, you've got a message, share it with the world you know, what you have got to say is a profound impact. So for me, that movie was like deeply spiritual and had deep meaning and so much, actually probably the more you watch it, the more you will, you will learn and pick up so many different things. But when you said that, it's, yeah, it struck me again because yeah, we all have something to say and hopefully some people are finding it beneficial, but we have to say, um, you know, so it's, it's about getting, you know, getting that message out and having the confidence to be who you want to be and be who you are. I, I love that movie. And Joe, you know, I hadn't read any of those steps into that movie until um, one of my mentors, Lorna Johnson, wrote an article about the Star is Born. Yeah, I'll send it to you. Um, yeah, it's about um, the magic man, the manifesting masculine manifesting tool that I think both Cesar and I have been using. Mm -hmm. It's about that and links to Star is Born. Second thing, um, is that guess who Bradley Cooper in part based the character on? He spent a couple of days studying the singer from Pearl Jam with him, with Eddie. Oh, Eddie with Pedro. him, actually with yeah. him. Yeah, yeah, with him. And, um, and he was at one of the shows that I was at in New York, Bradley Cooper was in, in the audience. Um, so he, he actually, him and Eddie worked together. Eddie helped him see things from the artist's perspective, things that he wouldn't have thought of as a non-practicing musician. Mm. Mm. Um, and I, I was like, oh, all just a ball of goo watching it because I could see him channeling elements that I project or see in Eddie um, oh, as like yeah. the fangirl kind of side of me that oh. kind of is kind of pretty much like past. But there was a small part of me that's just like fangirling and like gooey. Um, mm. It's just like... That looks like Eddie. And, oh, that's like, projecting him. it because uh, I don't really know what Eddie's really like in real life, but just projecting that out. Um, and so it's really kind of that music, that movie had more depth for me because the person yeah. who's one of my my kind of I guess muses for my healing, for my support, for my my um, expansion, um, influenced that movie a little bit, which I thought was awesome. I love it. Oh, yeah, it, is, it really is. <laughs> you haven't seen that, seven. Oh yeah, do see it. And then you get to learn the songs. <laughs> and I love singing shallow. Oh, <laughs> it's in my range as well, so I can like belt it out. I, I... And, and actually, you you sing in a choir, Hazel, yeah. don't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's something I 
I did in the church choir when I was little, <laughs> but I actually want to join. I haven't really explored what sort of choirs are where I live, but it is something I want to do. And actually, since I've started um, EAM and you know cleared energy resistances around my throat chakra, I didn't test my singing beforehand, but I actually think my voice has improved. Wow. Maybe, maybe not, but I just from listening to myself, maybe somebody else might have a different opinion. It could be that you've, you've released your judgment of your singing and it could be that you've released the tension so you've allowed it to open up. Well, like singing is one of my topics that I could talk a lot about because I was the local, the, for my county, I was the leader for the government singing program that rolled out singing in schools oh, and wow. training for singing leaders in education. Um, so singing is like one of my passions. Um, not that I'm a particularly good singer. I just do it. And when the more you do it, the better you get at it. Yeah. yeah that's so exciting, Anya. Um, I, I think singing is actually, I think singing is a human, right? <laughs> and if I could have like a particular mission, yeah. um, different to my current mission for my business, it mm -hmm. would be to change the, change how people view singing as a culture so i would be in all of the, the shows that judge singing um even though there's benefits to them I'd, I'd scrap them all and i would make the culture much more about everybody being allowed to sing and it being completely okay like so normal you don't even think about it that because what i noticed is that in families someone would sing or a child would sing and immediately a parent or someone would shut them down and say, stop making that noise. Oh my God, you're, you're rubbish. Like it just isn't even joking. And when you joke that kills somebody's spirit around their singing. And that happened to me when I was maybe 12 and I wanted to be a singer when I was that age and it shut me down. Um, and I, I just think, I just, I believe with all of my being that it is our right to be able to sing. And I wish that we, instead of sat around TVs, we sat around singing as families. That's, that would be my like ideal, ideal. You say instead of TVs? Instead, yeah. Oh yeah. And there's where, so I grew up in the countryside and in Ireland, you know, the traditional Irish music. And like years ago, there would have been the, the socialization in communities where you went to a certain house on a Friday night or on a Wednesday night and everybody got together, you know, kids of all ages and they played and they sang and they danced. And that still happens a little bit. Um, not as much, but I love it. There is just actually they, they, um, the family that I babysat, they are so musical and actually very, very, very good perform performers and could and probably will be, I think, on the world stage at some stage, wow. you know. So, yeah, because they're just fabulous. But it is definitely it's it's an expression as well. So, as you say, when parents tell the and I've often my um, eight year old son. It's very expressive and very into rhythm and music. And there's been times where maybe my stress levels have been quite elevated. And I'm like, please, just can I have some quiet right now? And in those moments, I'm also aware that am I shutting down his expression? So there's that sort of like, I can't deal with this right now and the impact of what I'm saying. And, you know, but also giving him the opportunity to express himself. And it's, it's a tough balance, isn't it? I, I, I have had, I've been asked sometimes to turn my music down and it's been in moments where I've been like just feeling so good and loving it. Oh. And there is a little part of that that hurts yeah. because it's like, 
and that's not even me particularly singing like creating music just enjoying music but I'm probably singing along and it's like oh it's just such having such freedom of expression in the moment and just loving that moment and the moment wasn't going to last for long really so I think it's a tough one because obviously if you're if it's really negatively impacting on you then there's some management to be done. yeah or else uh, yeah or maybe you know I could make the choice to move myself to another room or outside and or yeah it's being conscious in that moment and that can be difficult like really hard to do yeah. I get it because <laughs> I like peace and quiet believe it or not <laughs> all of it <laughs> Desa, did you have any thoughts to share on life, universe, singing, health, anything? Um, I don't really do singing because I can't sing, um, except when I'm in the car by myself. <laughs> yeah, it's not that you can't sing. Yeah. Okay, let's just say I'm not really in tune with this. <laughs> so your voice, your perception of your voice isn't what others to perceive to be socially acceptable. Oh, yeah. that's so lovely here as well. If I was to record it, I wouldn't want to listen to it myself. <laughs> <laughs> like, I guess you would need to practice it and learn how to get it in tune. Because I wouldn't say I'm tone deaf because I can play the piano, but I've never developed those skills. Um, and no one in my family can sing in tune either. So <laughs> the thought of going somewhere is... In tune's overrated, says I. <laughs> yeah, but it does make me feel self-conscious. <laughs> if I was to sing in public, like, and that that's probably a classical example of I'm sure possibly when you were younger, like what he was saying, somebody has said to you, "Oh, please keep quiet, you're yeah. deaf in my ear." My God, you can, you're, you sound like a crow or whatever yeah, the yeah. expression. I heard that loads. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's it's but that that's typical of of the belief sense. So you now have that belief possibly that you can't sing or my nobody would want to hear me sing or in public so you can find that to your car which is okay because you still enjoy it in that moment but imagine whether as you said the social perception of whether you can sing or not that you were totally accepted and encouraged to express yourself in the most magical way as a young because you know what I always go back to young children look at little toddlers they can bend and move and they, they want to explore and dance and sing. And I actually, where I'm sitting right now is in my dining area, but I can see out into the front garden. And uh, last week, Duran had my, the CDs in my car blaring, like literally, really, really loud. So I'm sure there was neighbors looking at going, who's having a party now? And he's dancing in the garden like nobody's watching. And that just fills my heart with so much joy because she just doesn't care <laughs> you know yeah so it is it's it's like it's about nurturing those moments and yeah and just embrace it yeah okay <laughs> we're gonna work on this as we're gonna work on this okay <laughs> so a tip a tip a thought on singing if you don't feel like you can sing um it's two things um it's the, the tuning is often that your inner ear the part of you that kind of matches up what you sound like to know hasn't hasn't been um, exercised. So it's not that you can't sing. It's just that you imagine a pair note on the piano. Um, the part of you that then finds that note within you and goes, oh, these match. That hasn't necessarily happened. And then there's the pacing of the songs. And, and then there's how the original artist, if you're just singing like pop music or something, how they choose to sing it. So they might put like, certain styles onto it and so even if you sing along in your head you might sound crap because you're not mimicking the style 
Yeah. Um, the second thing is, is that the, the texture of your voice, this isn't music terminology, by the way, because music terminology isn't my strong point. Um, but the, um, the texture of your voice is also part of how it comes out. So you might hit exactly the right notes, but it might sound off because your texture doesn't match what you're trying to emulate. If you're trying to sing, um, cause that's what I like about communal singing is that you're not trying to emulate someone else. You're just for natural voice, sing these notes, you sing those notes. You're not trying to suddenly sound like a gospel singer or a rock singer and have a grrr. You're just open hearted singing. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's all just, it's all just getting to use it. And, um, and sometimes with kids, you get um, kids that in the education sector kind of called growlers, which isn't a very nice word, but they're, they kind of have this grrr noise when they're singing and it just doesn't seem to hit a note very clearly. And so what good leaders would do is they will actually go and go and help that child hear the notes and they'll tune the whole rest of everybody else's singing into that child's pitch. So that child can then hear their pitch and hear it. Like, yeah, I mean, it's rare that leaders do that because I was part of um, some very high quality singing leader training. I got to sort of see that those possibilities. So it's like working to, not the weakest link, that's not a good way of putting it, but working to the person who, like, um, it's like a Tai Chi in the body. You, you work to the smallest movement and make everything fit to the smallest rather than trying to get the smallest move to match the biggest. You bring everything down to the, the movement range of the smallest. And mm-hmm. it's the same with singing. I think that you work with that and you grow from there. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've just learned something new. That's amazing. So there's a real science to singing as well as just like, Belting like the chords. <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah. Singing is like, oh my gosh, it's physical, it's social, it's emotional, it's spiritual, it's um it's it, it's it's everything. <laughs> it's the world. Um singing is just it's it's a human right. It's a human right. <laughs> so it is so poor to our being as humans, but mm. we've lost it. Um yeah you think about how all the blokes like chant it and shout it at football matches mm. you know, they're there enjoying themselves they're like, rah, 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 rah. and they're just you know they're so embodying it but if you say to them right come on let's sing a song they're like i don't sing i can't sing i don't sing <laughs> <laughs> but when in their happiest relaxed moments they are singing away um I, yeah i just you know and for some people they sing for faith don't they, they sing for like celebrating their faith um I just think singing, there's so many benefits to it um, that I think it should be encouraged. And anyone who says they can't do it should be set upon by wolves until they feel comfortable about it. I'm spending the wolves. <laughs> but I know that genuinely, I do think any, anybody can sing. And it's actually only a tiny, 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 not point, not, 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 not something um, percent of the population who actually um, are tone deaf. It's a much, much tinier percentage than what people what people think it is. It's just that you haven't got you haven't yeah. got practice. I think I just haven't practiced or developed those skills. Still stops me. Maybe we should do a James Corden tribute. And we'll do this camera type on a call in our cars and we'll each play a song and we'll just sing along and practice. <laughs> Give me some time to practice and get better and then I'll do it. So our tip for the week is 
get singing, get dancing, put on some vibes and raise your own vibes. Yeah, and dance like no one can see you. Dance like no one can yeah. see you. Like I, I shut the curtains because I look right out onto the street just so that I'm less self-conscious. Hmm. doesn't care what people think. It's just so that I can relax more. I shut the curtains. I put the song that I'm inspired to listen to on. I just let my body move. I don't think about what, if I look in the mirror, I control it more and then it's, it's hilarious. But <laughs> even without looking in the mirror, just being, just dance how it, the music it'll spice you mm. feel and it's very liberating mm. yeah there's a video on my facebook page of me doing that <laughs> oh, i have to check it out that. <laughs> <laughs> that's my tip today yeah dance sing dance and sing and shout and scream and in a good way <laughs> in a musical way and maybe in a few months we'll have says a recorded a recording of says singing <laughs> We'll see, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful, oh, lady. I'm sorry we set up on Cesar. <laughs> I'm sure it'll become each of our turns in different weeks. <laughs> yeah. Cool. So, yeah, that's possibly a good point to wrap it up. Yeah. I think we've covered plenty of topics and, um, yeah, it's been lovely to to gain a deeper understanding Hazel in relation to I didn't know what I knew. <laughs> yeah there you go that's that's why these conversations are powerful because it's only sort of when the conversation is rolling and you get really into it that you know we can say things and express things that we didn't even knew we knew. Guys it's been lovely sharing and uh, to the listeners thank you we have no idea what the next topic will be for the next one so Tune in, subscribe, do whatever you do on the platform you're on, like it, whatever it is, um, so that you're ready for the surprise topic that will be next time. Thank you for listening and get dancing and get singing. <laughs> See you next time. Bye. Bye.